Hello and welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. What's going on, Johnny? E3 is going on. E3? E3. Well, no. it's over now. But... Yeah, it's over now. I have no idea what you're talking about. If this is your first time listening to the show from Switch RPG, where you, where we, you and maybe you and me, bring you all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week we are talking about E3. 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 But, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Oh, man. Uh, so, I have been working on mm-hmm, Grimland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yes. I, I kind of beat the game with, uh, or beat the story with with the first two characters. Sal, uh, like, Sal and someone Sal else. and Rook. Okay. And I unlocked the other one, um... I forgot who they are, but I never was able to play them. And I would have beat the game by this point because I was playing it real hard. I put in like 20 plus hours into that game. Mm -hmm. I was really digging that game. And then I hit like one of the worst game breaking bugs that could ever exist, which is, hey, your progress is gone. The moment you close the game, just wiped out my progress. It remembers a couple of things, but none of it I tried mulling around the menus here and there to figure out if I could uh, regurgitate and, and sort of rehash what I my progress beforehand. And, and that didn't work. And sometimes when when you're um, going through, because I replayed a couple of the story segments just so that I can unlock things and then continue with other stories, mm-hmm. uh, it will remember that you did certain things like, I don't know, like, complete a quest 50 times or something like that. So the moment you complete like one quest, boom, like you get that achievement, whatever it's called in the game unlocked. So like it remembers some of your progress, but your save file progress, the long-term stuff that's gone and broken. And that is awful. Absolutely awful. No one should be getting this game whatsoever because of that issue. And there's this other thing, the daily challenge. Yep. that is up that's also broken it is so so there is some bona fide bugs in this game do not pick it up no one should pick it up until it's it, fixed until it's fixed yeah, yeah yeah once once it's fixed and they and and apparently the developers do have a fix into nintendo they're just waiting for that process to happen for it to go live but until it's fixed I would maybe hold off. I am playing it on the YouTube channel, and I did come across this bug, and it wiped my progress, so I had to kind of start over. So I'm also halting on that Let's Play series as well. But before that, as kind of you insinuated too, you put 20-plus hours into this game. You were playing it pretty hard. The gameplay itself and the story are really, really interesting. I love the aesthetic look of the game. It's kind of your deck-building RPG with very roguelike kind of elements. Um... It is it is a very interesting type type of game. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I, like you had said, until I think um I think the game studio is called Clay, uh, K L E I, 
and until they fix it, it's gonna be it's gonna be an issue. But I, and like I said, I think the fix is coming very very soon, and hopefully it fixes it because man, they they have something really good in here. And 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 when and if that's fixed, say for for example that game is totally bug free, okay, I would put this into indie game of the year category in that grouping, um, because it is a decent really good game in that aspect yeah yeah it it has that kind of potential because it's doing uh some things that are fundamentally no no other game has done yeah now the card system and the combat side of the of the card system is pretty much it's it's very much a copycat of um slaves aspire and and other similar games of that nature. So, so it's not really doing anything too different there, but it is very well done, very well executed, and very well implemented and, and sort of polished uh, uh, mechanically. Mm-hmm. So it's got some good stuff there. But the other part of the game is just the narrative of the game and how it is a gameplay mechanic, how you can, every NPC, every NPC, can be you can develop a relationship with uh, where where you're either neutral with them, they either like you or dislike you, or they're in love with you, or they hate you, or you kill them and they're dead. <laughs> and every single one of those state stateful transitions is meaningful in the game. You pretty much want to have everyone love you as much as possible. Man. And if anyone hates you, you pretty much want to kill anyone that hates you because if they hate you, they give you a debuff that lasts forever until you kill them or make them not hate you. You could always just, you know, do something good to someone that hates you right, right. and get them to dislike you or like you again. That's hard to do, though. It is very challenging. I found that, like, depending on the... um the instance, whether it was a negotiation instance or a battle instance, I would typically fail in the negotiation and then end up having to do battle and either killing them, because you can either kill them or you can let them surrender and kind of just let them go. Um, but man, everybody hated me. I had so many debuffs or, or boons um, on me. It just gets so, so challenging. So if you go out all out attack, the game gets really hard. Yeah, yeah. It, you have to balance the negotiation and the combat. You, it, they're essentially uh, two different decks that you get, and there are two different ways of resolving a conflict. And the negotiation deck and the way that conflict resolves, it is essentially a battle system, but it's implemented in a very different way with its own mechanic and the way they themed it is excellent and the flavor of the cards and right. what you're doing and if you are trying to uh so if someone hates you you can go up to them and uh use uh, uh enter a negotiation uh conflict with them and uh in order this is in order to um provoke them into attacking you so that you can kill them so <laughs> So when that happens, though, at the very start of that negotiation conflict, a bunch of cards get inserted into your deck, and they're called insult cards. 
<laughs> you get a bunch of insults. So, so the conflict, the way that ends up resolving against someone that you hate is you're essentially flinging insults at right. one another. Right. It's hilarious. What, it's really one thing that it's not explained very well is the negotiation uh combat or instance it's yeah. i think i think if if they had done a like a little bit of a better job explaining all that the learning curve for me anyway would have been a lot more shallow and i probably would have ex i would have like excelled at it a little bit better and used it more you know yeah it's it's a tutorial it's a sequence it's like a four step tutorial video yeah it's very short that is not, it's not thorough enough for the negotiation one. Uh, even the combat side of it is uh, is a little lacking, but yeah. at the very least, they kind of don't really hold your hands and say, well, mm -hmm. here's here's the very basics of it, and you're off. Yeah, and, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the, each character that you play as, they also fundamentally play differently from the other characters you're not using the same decks at all you're using very different mechanics as well where uh where if someone uh for example negotiation with rook you have this coin and and you can flip the coin every round and depending on it if it lands on heads or tails that gives your negotiation cards a buff or a debuff or or some some trigger that occurs that 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 causes some some uh, ability to to do some some effect to right, to right. do. Uh, unfortunately, really? I w I wasn't able to get that far because I I'm in and out of a lot of different games, and that that game got wiped out really early for me. So yeah, and that um that. Those additional characters do have their own little tutorial videos to explain their unique mechanic. By the by, the time you end up using the other character uh, characters, you'll understand in general how the ebb and flow of things. So, right. Yeah. Right. What else are you playing? Yeah. So uh, I finished Catherine, and uh, finally rolled credits on that game. It was a little bit longer than I thought it where i was last time but um got through it uh the game's all right it's uh it's definitely uh an interesting game man i after playing that game uh because i played it at night just before i went to sleep multiple times that's pretty much how i played the game in its entirety it was always at night before i went to sleep not a good idea because <laughs> i had like dreams or maybe nightmares of like pushing blocks and trying to figure out like how how these push blocks <laughs> to work some of those levels were pretty challenging <laughs> push block puzzles but you know i got through it it's uh i i really like the the puzzle system of it uh mm -hmm. the story is is whatever it it goes weird too uh oh, yeah on, and then i got this ending that like was completely out of left field where i was trying to go for catherine with a k but I guess I made a decision at the very end that uh, that ended up causing me to get Catherine with a C, <laughs> which is actually kind of like the good ending or seemed like the good ending and stuff like that. So it's um, it, it was it was interesting. I'm not going to play the game again, but I think it's definitely a game that people uh, who are interested that are fine with push block puzzle style games, uh, a good one at that. Right. Uh, they should they should definitely give it a try. The narrative, like it's not the best dialogue, but it's all right. It's serv it's serviceable enough. Um, 
So finished that. And then I picked up because I was so upset with Grifflands and the lack of progress saving and the fact that there's a sale going on because of E3 on the eShop. I finally picked up Slay the Spire. Yeah. I hear and that's like the pinnacle of, uh, of deck building RPGs at the moment. Uh, it is really, really good. Grifflands, I think, is better because you get a world with it. Okay. Whereas Slay the Spire is kind of, it doesn't take itself seriously. It, there's a lot of puns in there, and there's no story. You're just climbing up, and then you, was it, it's like three different levels or whatever it's called. Okay. And then you beat the final boss of the third one. And then there, there's this heart, and then you you slash it a few times, and then that's it. Hmm. Credits roll. Okay. And I've already I've already done that credit roll uh, twice with one character, another time with another character, and I got to do it again with another character. So I guess I kind of beat Slay the Spire, and I beat it quicker, way quicker than I thought I would. Um, but the loop of climbing the spire and beating it it's like only a two-hour loop so it's really good and it's really addictive and and i just want to play it more so okay. it's not a game i'm definitely going to be continuing to play slay the spire at the very least beat it with the third character see what happens right i i, I want to know why that heart is still there because i want that heart to go away <laughs> I, I think there's more game after the heart i don't know but i think there is was there a dlc for that I don't know. The game is awesome. Okay. Definitely a really good game. So that that's what I've been playing. What have okay. you been playing? Again, I've been playing Grifflands with you, uh, but I had to um, I had to put a pause on that because of of some of the issues that it was having. Um, but I did put a decent amount of time in into Grifflands. Um, I've also was uh, given a review code for Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. This is kind of like the, the the original version, not the new version that's coming out that's like third-person action RPG. This is kind of the isometric, uh, kind of the original. Um, that was, I think it was, what was that, on the PlayStation 2? Yeah. Um, I played that a long time ago. I played a song long ago. I don't recall any of it. So it's like going back to it all over again, uh, you know, brand new. And I will say... After playing some other isometric games that have are having like frame rate is issues or any other problems, this game is runs fine. It runs really, really well. Um, I'm having I'm having a pretty good time with it. I'm really kind of I'm what I'm really excited for is the Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance that's coming out, that third person action RPG. Uh, so this is kind of like a little bit of a primer. Um, but this is uh it's it's a it's a pretty good Pretty good. Uh, I I mean, I don't want to. I think it's a remaster. Um, and it, it's it's yeah, it's it's pretty decent. I've been I've been putting along at that. Uh, but I mean, I'm really waiting for Diablo two. To be honest with you, um, that's that's really what I want in terms of isometric kind of dungeon crawler type of deal. Um, but Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is is fairly decent. I like it. I like it. But that's that's all I've been playing. Sorry, it doesn't compare to you. Let's get into some news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Um, 
Some new game announcements. Uh, former uh, Megami Tensei and Shin Megami Tensei staff announced Monarch for the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is an article on my Nintendo News. Uh, we now know that what we now know what former Megami Tensei and Shin Megami Tensei staff at the new video game development studio Landcars have been working on as of late. The new RPG is titled Monarch and is described by the developers as a new school RPG. It's scheduled scheduled to be released on the 14th of October in Japan on PlayStation consoles and Switch. So they um, the debut trailer for Monarch will be available to watch, which uh, you can watch at right now. Um, so we don't know when that's coming to the uh, to the West here. Uh, uh, as of now, I don't think. Um, but I will say, I I'm I'm I was really excited to hear you know the people who was behind this, but when I saw what Monarch actually was, I guess my expectations weren't met. I don't know what your thoughts on it were, but I don't know. It just. It, I I like the the environment. It's kind of dark, gritty. I, I do I do like that. I just don't. I'm not a fan of what it's doing in terms of. Uh, excuse me. I'm playing this really loud. Um, in terms of what it's doing with the 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 combat, I'm not. I, I don't know what they're trying to do there. It almost looks like it's um like tactical type of combat. I I, I don't I don't know. But what what I did say when I originally saw it, I said I, I said that this looks pretty generic. I don't again. I don't know what your thoughts were on it, if you had any. Uh, I didn't really see too much of anything that caught my eye. I'm with you. It's it's a little bit on that generic side. Yep. So me. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I my expectations were a little higher, but um, actually, is I gotta look this up. I thought N uh, NIS America had some involvement in this. They might even be releasing this. Let me just take a quick second. So there might be a Western release here. Okay, there is no. There's definitely a Western release. I did know that. It looks like it says available early 2022. So if you go on the uh, the NIS America store, you can they have looks like a limited edition and some standard editions here available for Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 and 5. Um all right, so it is coming here, we just don't know what. But yeah, it just eh, it looks okay. All right, Kingdom Come Deliverance announced for the Nintendo Switch. Warhorse Studios and Saber Interactive, those guys, man, they, they definitely know what the heck they're doing, have officially confirmed the that the ambitious but apparently flawed Kingdom Come Deliverance will be making its way onto the Nintendo Switch system. Kotaku points out that the game struggled performance-wise on both the PS4 and the Xbox One when it was released a few years ago, so it'll be interesting to see how it fares out on the Switch platform. Let's hope it turns out to be a good port. This is... Uh, this is again another article on my Nintendo news, and yes, I really hope <laughs> that this is a uh, a decent port, and not just kind of a a money grab. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's old enough to uh, to where it shouldn't have performance issues, right? Um, but then again, it depends on what what did the original one release on was that. 
That yeah. was X- Xbox One, PS4. Yeah, but it looks like it's for PS3, Xbox 360, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe like a an in between there. Yeah, it, it might even been you know a game that was in development, you know Xbox 360, PS3, and kind of you know took its way onto there. I w- I would say the thing that's obviously going to suffer is going to be the textures. Uh, so the porting effort, we're going to get some muddier texture stuff. Other than that, I think, I think it's going to be, it could be a easy lock of good performance. That that's, that's the big kicker. I don't know. It's, it's the combat is like Skyrim combat, Yeah, but first person, uh, I don't, I don't know if you get ranged combat in here. I mean, I see a lot of bows and arrows, so I'm assuming that there is ranged combat as well. So it's uh, it's immersive. It's a grounded medieval uh, type of thing without the fantasy. Mm-hmm. That I yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely on board if it works well, if it. Performs. Yeah, if it's a slog, it's just going to it's that's obviously that's that's not going to work. Or if it's overly blurry. <laughs> if it looks like it has like peanut butter smear on the screen. That's no good. Yeah. All right, cool. But at least at least it's coming. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Cyber Connect Two uh, has been announced. I'm not familiar with this at all. Uh, is it Cyber? It's not Cyber Connect Two. Uh, Cyber Connect Two is the developers. The developers, yeah, yeah. Cyber Connect Two, the developers behind the immensely charming Nintendo DS RPG Solat. Uh, hang on, I got to buy a vowel here. Uh, Solatorabo, what? Solatorabo! Solatorobo? Solatorobo? Man, we are just going to get butchered yeah. for, for that there. Uh, Solatorobo, Red the Hunter, have announced that their new project, Fuga Melodies of Steel, will be coming to the Nintendo Switch and other platforms on the 29th of July. The company revealed a new trailer for the forthcoming RPG, which coincidentally looks delightful. Um, <laughs> this is sicker on my Nintendo news. Uh, the game will feature audio in Japanese, French, and text in Japanese, English, French, Spanish, traditional Chinese, and simplified Chinese. So we've got a, a bunch of um, English uh, subs there. Yep. I am not, I'm not familiar with this at all. Uh, so, yeah, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I, I dug a little to find this. I do not like the characters at all. The art style is fine. I just don't like the fact that all the characters are animals. Yeah, they're anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, cutesy, semi-chibi-ish animals. It's fine, I guess. uh, Look, I'm a a huge fan of uh, Star Fox, so I'm, I'm okay with animals, but it's just the way that they're being presented on what is a mech war game <laughs> that's going on but i am totally on board with this they have like this big giant huge mech versus i guess other mechs but it's like a mech tank it looks like a tank like almost steam steampunky type of deal yeah right around there i i don't know what's going on science wise it's not quite steampunk yeah right it, right not quite you know futuristic mech there it looks like there's some magic in there i guess Whatever is the case, it's an RPG with mech stuff. There is this like weird side scrolly 
exploration stuff that's going on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is interesting because I haven't seen a game like this uh, uh, quite like this. It's, right. it's very different. I'm getting vibes of uh, of 13 Sentinels from this. Obviously, very different game, but I'm getting vibes of like, mm, I can my spidey sense is tingling. I think I'm <laughs> going to like this. Except for the 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 uh, animals. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? It it could be bad or it could be good. It's got a mech. I mean, you got like this big giant battle tank thing that you're you and your around, you so. and your mechs. I'm a sucker for mechs. I guess you are. All right, River City Girls Two has been announced. WayForward has announced that the sequel to River City Girls will be arriving on consoles next year. The news was announced alongside new artwork, though uh, though a trailer has yet to be released. River City Girls Two will see players return to the desperate streets of River City with uh, Misaka, Misako, Kyoko, Kunio, and Riki, and will also include a few new playable characters, which Way Forward, the developers, is keeping under wraps. River City Girls will also feature a two-player online co-op, which is clearly great news. Um, yep. Did you, um, you play this one at all? I didn't play any of the River City Girls games, but I did play River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a modern take on the River City stuff. So it's a RPG brawler. Right. Uh, and it looks like it's it's running real good. Uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's all sprite graphics, so I can't imagine it uh, having any issues there. The sprites themselves look fine. The art style looks fine. It looks pretty solid. Uh, you're you're getting like um so th- the flavoring on this is like um you can wear uh <laughs> like girl cosmetic stuff uh, and and you acquire certain things like it's just weird stuff like you're i guess you're playing as high school girls yeah and you have stuff in your inventory like your makeup kit uh or a choker a neck choker or or a a bra uh or earrings uh <laughs> eyelashes yep like, and they all do different things yep and they have different stat increases or potentially abilities on them and whatnot so it's uh it looks fun <laughs> yeah it's it's actually a decent game um we when i say we ben over at switch rpg rated it good out of our scale of bad, okay, good, and great, so it's a it's a it's a decent game. It's kind of it's um it's definitely worth your time. Yep. All right, cool. What is next? Let's see. Project Zero: Maiden of Black Water coming to the Switch later this year. Now you hate this game. Uh, we were talking about this um, prior to record hit me hitting record, and you were just going on and on and on and on about how much you hated Fatal Frame, uh, the franchise itself. Um, okay, none of those things happened, but let me just read here. Uh, the super creepy Project Zero Maiden Blackwater, which came out on the ill-fated Wii U system, is coming back to life on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms. The game sees you using the camera to, uh, camera obscura to snap spook, um, to snap the spooky ghost in the remastered Japanese horror title. Now, if you are a fan of Silent Hill, uh, this is kind of, um, these are the two, Silent Hill obviously, you know, took off more than fatal frame did but man fatal frame is i know you don't like it um but fatal frame like it's just it's 
it's it's an okay game. It got outshined by other games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Yeah, so you hate it. Uh, but it is a, <laughs> it is a, um, it is a fa- uh, Fatal Frame. The the original, the very first one, is really kind of up there in terms of kind of your survival horror games. It does fall you know, off, and that's kind of where Silent Hill took over. Silent Hill 2 was really good, Silent Hill 3, and and Silent Hill The Room, I really enjoyed as well. So, Silent Hill progressively got better, and Fatal Frame kind of progressively got worse, in my opinion. Um, And then, especially with the the Wii U version, you know, it's... I I don't know how this one's going to be. But, I do like Fatal Frame. I I never got to play this one, so I'm actually kind of interested... In playing it, this, it, it does look good uh, graphically. It it uh, it's it doesn't have that sort of aged look to it that typical games of a sort of B tier level yeah. um, typically have. So it looks pretty refined. It looks like it's going to be a good experience. Uh, I hope it executes well. Uh, and you know, if it scores high, I'm in because I love horror games. Yeah, I and, I and not just horror games. I think in general, you and I are on maybe the same page with when it comes to just enjoying horror uh, aspects of everything. So, all right, cool. That is that's not technically it for new game announcements because we still have to go over E three and and whatnot. But that's outside of E three. Those are some of the new game announcements. Let's quickly hit on some uh, some news here. Um, just before E3 was hit, uh, Rune Factory 5 was shown um, in a kind of a pictographic that it was coming out in early 2022. So it's kind of been delayed. I want to say delayed again. I, 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 th- I feel like this is kind of forever getting kind of pushed back a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And, you know, games like this that are really text heavy um translation i think that's where this is getting held up at at this point is just translation is just taking taking a long long time yeah uh, i mean they did say uh it's officially coming out early 2022 mm-hmm. so vague but they did say uh they did come up with some features for it you get to tame monsters or team up with townsfolk to explore a massive world Defend the frontier and support your community as a member of a peacekeep of a peacekeeping ranger. Unleash uniquely powerful combo attacks with your teammates. Cultivate crops in the fields. Find friendship, love, and family with a colorful cast of characters. So, yeah, I, the- I know a lot of people who are very excited for this game. Um, so the delay it just really hurts their feelings. Well. You know, all of those things that they have listed there is all things that are already features of uh, other games. Uh, what's that farming sim thing? Stardew Valley. There we go. Yep. And they're, you know, Stardew Valley right now is still the juggernaut, the one to beat. I mean, I think um, Rune Factory is going to have better uh, combat dungeon exploration yeah. and stuff. But other than that, I don't I don't know if anything else is going to come close to what Stardew Valley has done. Yeah, uh Stardew Valley just continues to impress and continue to compound on what it's 
does with you know DLC, whether it be free or pay DLC. It just continues to expand its universe there. Um, all right, Diablo 2 Resurrected coming to the Nintendo Switch. We finally have a release date of September 23rd. Man, that is way too far away. I, I don't want to wait that long. That's a good uh, date. It, it is a good date. I mean, I, I don't know what else is coming out that time, um, but it, it is nice. And I will say that there's there's a lot of cool stuff added that they kind of announced here. Um, let me see if I can find it. And I, I it, it goes into like Dolby 7.1. I, I don't think the Switch supports that, so uh, yeah, that's it that. It does 7.1? Yeah? should. I don't know. I don't think it does. I like 7.1 is... Uh is a new thing. It's been no, around. it's definitely not a new thing. I just don't, I just did, did not think that it did. I'm trying to find where I saw this. Um, the eight player co-op. That is a thing, right? I'm, I'm not making that up. Eight player online co-op, or am I thinking yeah. something else? Yeah. That was a big announcement. When they, when they verified eight player, yes. I, j I just want to make sure that that is a, that is a thing. Resurrect preserves a player. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, a player. You're right. The Switch doesn't do 7.1. Wow. How old is this article? Yeah, Diablo 2 Resurrected preserves a player, multiplayer, and other game modes from the original. So, a player co op, that is like, that is so good. Um, and to go along with the a player co op, it is cross platform. I don't know if PlayStation's in on that but again it's it's cross-platform so most of the people playing are going to be pc players anyway right but again again that's a bigger pool so it's that's i think that's pretty good for for switch owners so oh yeah this awesome. this game is going to be played for years years yeah and, and these are the types of games like games that are cross platforms i generally have an issue with when there's pvp involved there's no pvp involved in this so i'm i'm fine with that so there's no way of cheating. And I think with keyboard and mouse, you have a little bit of advantage with, say, for example, in shooters, things like that. Um, so, again, you remove the PF PvP aspect of cross-platform. I am perfectly fine with that. So, again, that is freaking phenomenal. Awesome, awesome news. And I'm still waiting for... I, I really want them to have like collect uh, a collector's edition. They need to have it. Yeah. Or at least I don't even know if they're having a physical physical version. Never mind a collector's edition. I am worried about the Switch version of it. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Oh, Diablo what? three runs fine. If it's just maybe a, a you know an up a little bit of an upgraded version to that, I think it'll be all right. I, I'm I'm hoping I'm yeah. hoping it, I'm hoping it keeps the sixty frames um, stuff improvement the visual improvement to that 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 would uh that would be nice yeah. i just i don't know how if how that will handle in handheld all right mario golf mario golf super rush wow this is like a tongue twister for me mario golf super rush bring on the competition trailer so nintendo of america has unleashed a a trailer for the next installment of mario golf franchise for the nintendo switch mario golf super rush the video comes, oh my gosh, I am having problems here. The video comes complete with a amusing, amusing announcer asking if it's really considered golf. And is this legal? Mario Golf Super Rush is scheduled to release on the Nintendo Switch later this month on the 25th of June. And um, yeah, so bring on the competition. Yeah. 
That's Damn. Next. It's well, I'm sorry, what? It's next week. Yeah, it's coming up quick. It, it, it looks really fun, and they are really, really pushing this game. But it's their big game for June, because July is going to be uh, uh, for the next game that we're Yeah, this is, this, this is all you. Go, go yeah. right ahead. So we got a couple of things here. Uh, so there was uh, lots of reveal-y type stuff, especially during uh, Capcom's E3 presentation for Monster Hunter. And they covered what the uh, extra DLC collaborative stuff was going to be for Monster Hunter Rise, which is all cosmetic stuff for the most part, and event quests, which is not really that big of a deal. They give you more gestures and more cosmetics, and uh, mm-hmm. I think you could change your voice to uh, some, some of other, other NPCs, yeah. NPCs, yeah. Nothing major. Uh, no new, Seemingly no new monsters um, to hunt. So I think they're kind of wrapping up their support of uh, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, either for an expansion or a sequel. That that's what I'm guessing. So don't expect, don't have your hopes up any higher for anything too major beyond like maybe some armor set or some weapon. That's probably the most that they're gonna go into. Uh, then they went into further length and detail and and lots of extended uh, playthroughs. Uh, during the Nintendo E3 Treehouse stuff for mm-hmm. uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Uh, wait, the game's coming out next week? For, I'm sorry, what is coming oh, out next yeah, week? Sorry, sorry. So, uh, they announced that a demo is going to come out for that game on June 25th. Same day as Ma- uh, as uh, Mario Golf, so that's, uh, that's a little odd, because if you ask me, I'm just going to play that demo for Monster Hunter Stories 2. Either way, the game looks real good. They they showed off also some of the like the cross save stuff. It's all cosmetic stuff, not nothing too big. It looks like a big lengthy tra- semi-traditional JRPG romp uh with high production values and a very good solid polished look to it. It's looking real good. They mm-hmm. did what, like a 30-minute, maybe more, playthrough of... On the treehouse. On the treehouse of that game. So that's looking real good. So And that's coming out in, what, June... July yeah. 9th, I think? 9th. Right around yeah. there. So that's going to be very exciting stuff, because that's only, like, what, four weeks away, three weeks away? Not yeah, too, about too far away. Yeah, and also with the with the demo, the uh, your progress carries over. So it's not... You're not yeah. wasting your time. Yeah. And uh, the last sort of little bit on the rundown is uh, Pokemon Unite had a thing just the other day, and uh, they showed off more of that. It looks like a fairly simplistic MOBA-esque uh, type of um, game. It's, I don't know, it if you've seen League of Legends or Dota or, or other games similar to that, it's like that, but with Pokemon and also sports. Because I, I think there's this ball, or at least the trailer showed them playing like some weird soccer-esque type of <laughs> or football for you Europeans out there. Uh, something to that extent. So, uh, question mark. Um, 
I don't know if it's for for anyone. The graphics aren't very impressive because it's also coming out on iOS and Android. So eh. I think I mean, if I think it's cross it's cross platform. Um, yeah. If if it's free to play, you know. Well, I'm I'm reading here the title will be free to start for fans to jump in and play with optional in-game purchases. Of course, of course. That, I mean, just MOBA games in general, I'm just not good at them, so they always get a hard pass to begin with. And, you know, the free-to-start optional, you know, buy-in, I'm all set. Yeah, it's this is made by the Tencent people, so they probably took their tried-and-true formula that they've sort of iterated on with uh, League of Legends and all those weird spin-offs from it yeah. yep. uh and some of them are already on the switch and i'm guessing it's just gonna be the same thing probably the same control scheme more or less slightly different variation on gameplay and all of the all of those games are free to play as well so it's they're they're trying to milk that <laughs> yeah so there's that all right, let's go into rumor land. If you can, just uh, come with me. Do not um, put your hands outside of the vehicle. Um, put your seatbelt on. Going for a ride. All right. Uh, Video Game Chronicles editor Andy Robinson and other insiders noted that the Kyoto-based company were planning to port the Wii U editions of The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker HD, and Twilight Princess HD to the Switch. But glad, uh, sat, gladly, but sadly, they weren't mentioned during the presentation uh, for the E3 thing that they do. Uh, Mr. Robinson appears to be confident that the games co are coming to the Switch at some point and says that Zelda fans should sit tight. Yeah. yeah that's not I, happening. I don't think, uh, I mean, do I want it to happen? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, of course. Why, why wouldn't I want that to happen? I just don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that Nintendo likes likes Zelda 35th anniversary. It just totally got. What? I don't know what you're talking about. They are now doing real good for their 35th anniversary. Oh, they're doing great. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about it because I think yes, Zelda got was done good for their 35th. Yeah, just just not the same. It's not the same treatment. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this might happen. This could still happen. Maybe for this upcoming holidays, if if they are trying to sort of uh, hold on to the announcement of these two, I th and if they do announce these two, I think it's going to be a package deal where you get both of them together. Yeah. Um, and it'll be the full sixty, but you get both of them together, and I think they're not announcing it, or didn't announce it during E3 because of Skyward Sword. They want to spotlight that as much yeah. as they can. Because everyone knows that that, you know, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are better games than Skyward Sword. So... Everybody knows. Yeah, that's, that's probably what's happening. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, I would say by... If there is no Nintendo Direct in September, then by September, then yeah, do not expect this either of those games to hit the switch. When when is Skyward Sword coming out? It would it would would it, if there's going to be a new Zelda announcement or anything, it's going to have to be after Skyward Sword, right? 
Yeah, well, that is next month, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think we'll get a direct or anything that soon. That seems really, really soon. So, I don't know. Man, they are they are going to have a lot of my... I'm not a Skyward Sword fan, but they're going to have a lot of my money when that game comes out. Um, all right, this is actually very recent, just before we uh, started um, recording, pretty much. Um, news of Castlevania Advanced Collection rated in Australia. Oh. Now, this, hap- this has already happened. This happened with Nino Kuni, uh, the original, and it turned out to be, be true. It turned out to be a thing. So now we have um, a collection of Castlevania games uh, given a mature rating by the Australian Classification Board, and the collection appears to be coming to multiple platforms. Castlevania Advanced Collection is being developed by M2 and published by Konami. It will presumably include the following games. What games are they? Uh, so it's going to be Castlevania. Uh, what was the first one? Circle, Circle of the Moon. Harmony of Despair, uh, which is the second one. And Harmony Austin of Pro. Dissonance. Harmony of Dissonance. Sorry. <laughs> are Are you reading this or no? Harmony of Despair is a, another Castlevania game. It's a multiplayer one. Sorry, I always confuse the two because they use kind of very similar terminology. <laughs> it is a legit Castlevania game, okay? I don't believe you. Harmony of Dissonance and uh, Aria of Sorrow. And all three of those games are absolute treasures. They're all fantastic. I would say probably Harmony of Dissonance is the worst of the bunch. Maybe. 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 I mean, or Circle of... Certainly the best one, without a doubt, is going to be Aria of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow is one of the best Castlevania games. Just end of story. That game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. So, and all three of those games are absolutely incredible. They are all amazing games. And they're going to do a collection of this. If it's, eh, I would charge $60 for that collection. I would charge more for that collection. <laughs> like, I would throw money at that collection. I already have all three of those games, but those are all excellent games. Excellent games. You're going to have an amazing time every single one of those. Amazing time. More than sixty dollars. You are out of your mind. It's not going to be more than sixty dollars. I mean, <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> nah. But it's Konami, so who knows? Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, that is it for Rumorland. Now we did have recently have this thing, uh, this E3 direct, and uh, there's a few things that were announced. We're just gonna hit on some of them. Um, Advanced Wars and Advanced Wars 2, Black Hole Rising, whoa, I clicked on something, come to the Switch as a reboot camp, as reboot camp, this, what am I reading here? Uh, (laughs) reboot camp. Uh, That's just, the wording on this headline just doesn't make sense to me. It's weird, it's called Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's set to arrive just before Christmas on the 3rd of December. Both strategy titles are well-received by strategy game enthusiasts and should keep you occupied over Christmas. Uh, yeah, more than uh, I mean, this came out of left field on the, on the event. It took all of, like, three or four seconds to show the graphic of, uh, of that lady... Uh, 
I forgot her name, but as soon as she popped up, I think that was like the first character that they showed off. I immediately recognized. I'm like, oh my god! I I flipped off uh, real good. I, I went a little crazy, <laughs> and I saw what they had there, and I'm like, they are bringing it back. I thought this franchise was dead and never going to get resurrected, kind of like F Zero and and other Nintendo yeah. franchises. But nope, it got resurrected. It is uh, a full-blown remake. They are adding additional functionality to this. They're adding, at the very least, they uh, they have announced during, and they did a play of it during the uh, Treehouse Live, and they announced that it's going to have multiplayer, up to four people, I believe they said, ah, and okay. it'll have versus mode across multiple different maps. So I'm guessing probably all the multiplayer maps of uh the first and second advanced war advanced wars games because this is a package between the two mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic this is like you want to talk about the best turn-based strategy games in existence these two games are on that list like some of the absolute best it is very well refined it's also simple but deep it is so good this is it's like it's like this awesome sauce here the only thing that could have made this better is if they also included dual strike advanced wars dual strike which was the ds game if they include that into the mix and if they did that oh man that would that would just be insane the only reason why they probably didn't include that is because there's uh, touch controls and a map editor in that sure. one, and they probably didn't want to go through the effort of uh, of sort of uh, remaking that aspect of the game because that is a very useful, fun thing to do. Because I I use that map maker to just make my own little maps. I even use that that map maker to do stuff like uh, plan out uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, oh really? Map. <laughs> yeah. When I was DMing, I, I would like draw the map first. On that map editor, I think um I think Wargroove has a a map editor. It does, yes. Okay, okay. So obviously they derive that from from that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, super excited for this. You've never played Advance Wars, right? Nope, nope, never played it. Not a single one of those, huh? No, and um going back to a previous rumor land that we had, we had um discussed potential fire emblem um older fire emblem titles making a return and i think i think this is what was going on intelligent systems is the developer for fire emblem and again word around the street was that intelligent systems was working on something older and it was it was fire emblem and i think I think this is it. I mean, it, it's, they certainly could be working on Fire Emblem, but Intelligent Systems isn't actually even didn't even work on this. It was it was a way forward, uh, yep. w which is the people that do like um, what do they do? They do like Shantae and stuff like that. So that that art style and the cinematics, you can definitely see that. Now, what I'm not a fan of in this reboot are the are the um, the characters themselves, the environment. I think it looks way too kiddish. I guess. Uh, it looks like a generic Tonka cartoon or you know CG thing. It's just it's just it's not appealing to me. Yeah, it's it's got a toy look to it. Y yeah, it's just it's just 
it, I'm sure the game mechanics are, are there and are tight. I'm sure that is, that is fine. It's just the, the, I just can't get over what it looks like, you, you know? Um, it just doesn't look, look appealing. But. Yeah. And, and to, for those who haven't seen the trailer for it or have, or are aware of what the game used to look like, it was all sprites before it's all 3d models now, yeah. but have that, as you said, uh, a semi cartoonish toy look to it. Right. Uh, just fine by me it 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 still looks fine the gameplay is where it's at in these games and it's it's really gonna shine well uh could i i i would have liked a different art style but you know what it ain't bad it's definitely not a bad art style i wish they would have like kept it a little more cohesive like you have two different art styles in this you have that animation look i would much rather have that to be honest with you overall over everything um, uh, instead of the two animation and then the kind of like the CG kind of toy look, um, uh, I would just prefer like the full thing just look animation. I think had they done that, it probably would have been maybe a little more appealing to me personally. But you know, they they went with what they went with. Yeah, what they're missing is that that sort of black outline line work on yeah. on the uh the the sort of in the battle uh uh 3d models yeah. right so yeah I, I think it had a more a more cohesive and i just think the, it's just it's unappealing to me um but all right next we have dragon ball z kakarot is coming to the nintendo switch and it got a new trailer dragon ball z kakarot is getting a nintendo switch port and the game has received a new trailer to mark its occasion streamed during the japanese e3 2021 Nintendo Direct livestream held on June 15th. The trailer offers a brief overview of everything the port will offer. What do you what do you think about this? I I mean I know I know you're the you're the go-to Dragon Ball guy. I know very little when it comes to Dragon Ball. Um yeah. I, I I mean I don't even know how this runs on other systems, other consoles, so I can't even speak to that. We we talked about this game already. Uh, I think like two years ago or something mm. like that. We had and I was hyped for it because it's it's the game that everyone wanted with Dragon Ball. Everyone wanted because the game that everyone made was a fighting game. We get it. A lot of fighting in Dragon Ball, but the game everyone wanted was a dra- a legitimate Dragon Ball RPG. Right. And this. This is the legitimate Dragon Ball RPG. And it released, I, I believe, last year, early last year, uh, in like January or something like that. And it did decent. And they've had a year and a half, give or take, uh, maybe even more, to sort of spruce things up, cut this little uh, port over with some additional content. Uh, so hopefully, they improved it, uh, re- uh, polished it up, added some additional stuff to it, and hopefully what's there is going to be uh, good enough, because if it is, I'm totally on board. This is, like I said, this is the Dragon Ball RPG that everyone wanted. i um, super excited that it's come to Switch, because, uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll definitely get playtime. Yeah, get- as long as it plays well. Right, I mean that's like the the most important thing. It's got it's got to run run really well. Well, I will say this on Steam, it's got over a ninety percent approval rating by uh, 
by uh, users. Uh, user reviews, yeah. That's that's pretty dang good. It is really good. So I I guess that number has improved since it released. So mm-hmm. uh, when it when it initially released, it was not that high up. Right. Uh, Very good for you, Dragon Ball Z nerds. Excellent. All right, um, moving on, we have Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy come to the Nintendo Switch, but it's got a little bit of a caveat here. The recently announced Guardians of the Galaxy video game from Square Enix will be touching down on the Nintendo Switch system. The game is set to be released later this year and will include all of your favorites from the series. Unlike the Avengers game, this will be a solo experience rather than a live service game. Thank you goodness uh the nintendo switch version will be playable via the cloud october 26 so this is gonna be a cloud-based game and we've seen this with um oh shoot what control is that is that the other one that's cloud-based so a little bit more of your your graphically intensive games we're getting we're getting cloud versions of it um you're not really sold on this from what i gather uh it looks fine. The it the banter's and the antics of the characters look fine. Uh, there's some good comedy there. It it just seems like it's going to be a very linear, very safe romp with Guardians of the Galaxy's characters. The char- I mean, everyone loves the the Guardians of the of the Galaxy uh, Galaxy's characters. That crew, everyone loves them. Right? <clears throat> they have they have a great feel for it. Also, the music soundtrack. I will say. Musically, it sounds they picked all the right songs yeah, to yeah. show off during that that trailer because those are all great mixes uh, uh, and hits. Uh, so there's that. But what it was doing gameplay wise isn't anything new. It's all stuff that's been done before. It, it's all it's all your exclusive um, PlayStation titles. You know, it is very similar to that. It's pretty much walk down a corridor whatever level you're in it's just a corridor it may look like it's not a corridor and that you have some freedom of movement but you really don't you just you know hold forward wait until a cutscene, or you enter a room where there's a bunch of enemies kill the enemy you can't leave that room until you kill all the enemies once you do that you can leave the room continue to hold forward and proceed to the next room of enemies or cutscene. and Every now and then, you'll be able to make uh, a decision. <laughs> it's it's so formulaic in so many games that I've played for the past, like, I don't know, 30 plus years. I mean, yeah, right, right. Or 20 plus years. It's it's very formulaic. So I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I do like I do like the movie films. I do like the Mar- the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, more so the first one. The second one is is okay. Um, but going back to the cloud versions or cloud gaming versions, we have uh, Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard, um, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Control, and Hitman. Again, those are relatively larger games that you know the cloud version is kind of helping us out with. All right, um, ba- 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 WarioWare. That this is not an RPG, is it? Nah, it's nah. not. But it, it's. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's so many mini games in there that that we might, oops, accidentally stumble onto a uh, a mini game that does have the uh, 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 some RPG type right, of right, 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 going on in it. 
But it's a it's a brand new announcement. No one was really expecting it, and Nintendo inserted that into E3. So that's just something to be excited for. I'm a fan of the WarriorWare games, so I'm definitely gonna grab that as long as it uh, scores well. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, a game that was kind of leaked <laughs> right before, uh, and, th- and this happened to the previous one too. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. I really enjoyed the first one, and I'm glad that they're getting a sequel uh, here. And, you know, I, I don't know what else it's doing differently other than it's got new, like, enemies. Um, but, like I said, I'm I'm kind of glad it's, it's, it's making a return. Okay, so here we go. We have our Rabid Loomis and Rabid Rosalina. So that tag team is now Rabid. Uh, what else do we have? Build your dream team from three heroes. Take down all new bosses. I don't know. I like I said. I'm really, I'm really happy that they're 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 doing it all over again. I, I yeah. think this was a very fun game, and you can get it so incredibly cheaper now, and it is worth it. Yeah, and I think they're up in the ante on the gameplay mechanics of it. I don't know. I don't know about you, but. When I looked at what they had for showing up for gameplay, it seemed like you had the ability to, um, in, instead of moving in a grid, you could free roam. Or did the original game have that? Yeah, the original game had had that, uh, where you kind of have this free roam experience between between your grid based combat. Uh, so there was a, a little bit of exploration and maybe a little oh. bit of puzzle solving during during the combat. During the combat, no, no, there was it was basically you know your standard turn based grid based type of stuff. Yeah, and in the the gameplay segment, it seemed like there you could. I mean, I mean, you have to watch the. So there's two different trailers. There's the trailer that was shown off during Ubisoft's E3, and then it was a trailer that was shown off during Nintendo's E3 presentation, and the one on Nintendo included gameplay. And some of the characters, when they're moving during the battle, they had like this outline circle, like a perimeter that uh, that was free roaming. There was no grid. There was just a perimeter and, and you could freely move within. It seemed like you could kind of freely move within that perimeter. It it looks like it's fundamentally different just the movement wise of what they have going on on the game in a fairly significant way it, it they're doing very different things on this one and hmm. and they're sort of kicking it up the notch so I, I don't know if you pay attention to to what they had going on or if you're looking at it right now but have I you mean, noticed that? i'm i'm, I'm kind of noticing that uh, but i i did not see yeah, I'm kind of seeing almost like an arena type of thing. I I didn't I didn't catch that the first time. I don't know why. Yeah, it, that was um. I mean, the gameplay of the first one was excellent. The only mm-hmm. thing that kind of let me down was uh, there wasn't enough different things. It got a little monotonous. That was that was probably the only thing. And the uh, environments that you freely explored were fairly small. Now the environments on this one look way bigger. Yeah, and more more open. Uh, uh, for free exploration, so I am totally on board with that. And then this big, fairly what seems to me like a big change, right? Because now you're no longer. It doesn't seem like you're no. Uh, you're bound to a grid 
of sorts anymore. And I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I uh, since I beat uh, Kingdom Battle. So I'm trying to remember, did the original have a grid or was the grid only there when snapping to cover? No, the the grid was pretty much always there. Yeah. So, yeah, it. I don't know. I may I I, I'd have to watch the the other the other trailer. Um, maybe within a certain arena or certain area, you're allowed so much movement and and whatnot and actions. And I'm I'm not sure how it's gonna work. Yeah. Either way, I am very very excited for it. I'm I'm trying to pull up videos for for the first uh, Myron Rabbids. Bear with me for like a second. All right, so I can see movement happening. It is in a grid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they. It seems like they removed the grid. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's just the way they did it. Just kind of is odd. I I like the way they. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I or how I even missed that. To be honest with you. Yeah. It. It. You know what? That is a big change, which means that they're not just playing it safe with the sequel. And I'm I'm a definite fan of that. So I'm I'm excited. I was already excited when they announced it. And, right, right, and, right. And then to see that that gameplay follow up during Nintendo's presentation. And for those those are like what thirty seconds, uh, a minute tops of like actual gameplay footage. It only took that long for me to notice. Like, ooh, there is some unique stuff going on here. Hmm. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch that. Um, I'm looking at something here. It's an. I, obviously, I'm not gonna watch it now. IGN uh, did a. Um, they talked to some of the de- developers. Mario plus. This is the title of the video. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope devs talk about going off the grid. There we go. So the uh, there there's something uh, that is actually different. Yeah, that's that's a big change when it comes to like a tactical strategy type of uh, game mechanic. Going off grid is a big deal, and they're going off grid, and that's that's cool. Yeah, I wonder 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 what the heck that is. Um, did they did they give a release date for that or window? Yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's right. All right, what is this next thing? I've never heard of it. Uh, you mean the biggest announcement that Nintendo did for E3? It is, it is fairly big, I think. All right, and and the rumors were true. The where there was smoke, we have found fire. Yep, it did happen. We predicted this. I mean, maybe not the title, but the title, by the way, what we're talking about is Metroid Dread, the actual Metroid Five. Yeah, yeah. Metroid 5 is alive. It is Metroid Dread. Oh, so, so good. I, I said that this would be uh, the best E3. Yeah. Uh, if they announced the Metroid game. And they did that. And no one was expecting this at no, all. Up no, no. People were kind of hoping and not expecting, but hoping for Metroid Prime 4 stuff. Right. I, I kind of figured that, I mean, if, it, if they did lean on Metroid Prime 4, it would only be a cinematic 
I doubt they had enough time with it to do yeah. something gameplay wise. So, and for Metroid Prime Four, I I'm getting a feeling that they're going real big on it uh, because of how many people that they're how many high end people they're hiring for it. Sounds like they're going real big for it. So I I wouldn't expect anything more in the cinematic. And I think uh, and going with this route. Fantastic. So what they opened up with before showing off Metroid Dread is they they acknowledge that Metroid Prime 4 is still in development. They need more time before they can show more stuff. Perfect. Beautiful. Because they they did the same exact thing for uh, Metroid 2 Samus Returns. They yeah. did the same thing because they showed off the Metroid Prime 4 logo and then they showed... Uh, I forgot which one came first. Either they showed the... Metroid 2 remake first and then Metroid Prime 4 logo afterwards or vice versa. I forgot which one went first, but they pretty much did the same thing. They did the same pairing where they said, oh, Metroid Prime 4, don't worry about it. We got it. By the way, brand new Metroid game. It's running on the Switch. It looks incredible. It is a legit game. It's Metroid 5. It takes place immediately after Fusion. We're, we're going to and definitively have a resolution to the Metroid story with, with this iteration. Well, the Metroids. Yeah. So I, I think the phrasing that he meant was, or or that was translated. I think what he uh, what he's suggesting is that this is going to be an end to the Metroids because the Metroids theoretically ended in Metroid Three, right? Which is Super Metroid. Uh. Technically, there there is some more Metroids in Other M. I don't know if Other M is canon, so that's just weird stuff with Other M. <laughs> and um, I guess Fusion. There's some things there. I can't remember if there were actual Metroids in uh, in Fusion, other than Samus kind of being a Metroid of sorts. Yeah, I'm that you're you're the go-to expert when it comes to Metroid. Uh, uh, uh a little a little flaky on that. I I just don't I I don't think there's any Metroids. Yeah, there's no Metroids in Metroid Fusion. That's for certain. So I think Other M might have been the last, and Other M takes place in between Metroid Three and Metroid Four. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and so Fusion, you're, you're, uh, sk you're skipping on the most important part. Most important part, the game is coming out. Not only do they reveal it, show it off, have a treehouse, double treehouse presentation of it. The part game is coming out this year in it October. Yeah. October 8th. Absolutely incredible. They they did it again with Metroid. This is doing Metroid good because yeah. we're not waiting for this game. It's well, technically we are, but <laughs> we wait very long. No. It's coming right out. And it's got a little bit of, got some, uh, I guess, some n negative, I, I, I would call it more negative people out there um, complaining about the, the $60 price tag on this. I don't see an issue with, with that at all. It, it, I mean, it, it looks incredible. Um, it, looks, it looks really, really good, actually. And um, it looks like it's running really well. From what I, I saw, part one and two of the treehouse, it looks and plays phenomenal. I have zero issue with this being a $60 game. I think people just associate, all right, 2D platformer, you know, it's like an indie game. That's not what you're getting here. No, no, definitely not. 
I mean, the Metroid uh, Samus Returns uh, Metroid 2 remake, that was incredible. Uh, it was. That. Yeah, that it was, was really good. Game. What was that? 40 bucks? It was 40, yep. Yeah, 40 on 3DS. All right, this ain't 3DS. This is the Switch. The game looks and definitely runs way better. Uh, the game is... I think is guaranteed 60 frames a second. It, it almost looks like it's a lock. Everything yeah. is so very smooth. This is Samus's maneuverability that they showcase during the presentation is incredible. It, it just seems like she has so much mobility there, so much agility and, and flexibility being able to uh, doing the sliding, doing that weird, like climbing up the magnetic wall thing, mm-hmm. the, the spider magnetic stuff. Uh, Doing the uh the what was it the dash counter or the dash melee? Yeah, thing. where it doesn't doesn't slow your ability, so you can actually almost do like a jumping counter counter attack. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on there, and and I'm excited because they they've already shown off. Uh, I already mentioned one of them and other uh unique abilities like that weird cloak stealth ability. Yeah, thing. they're almost like uh, the uh, eons. I think. That's yeah. What the Aeon was in the Metroid uh, 2 remake, but it was um, it was like a a cooldown, almost like a cooldown. It was a meter that you built up and you yep. do you activate a powerful ability. Uh, I think it was like three or four different abilities. You choose which one and you and you trigger it and, and you deplete your meter type stuff. Right. But it builds back. It builds back up. It builds back up. Uh, this one, it's kind of similar but it seems like it's more significant in that the aeon isn't just a uh a, a one-trick pony type thing it, it's going to tie into uh fundamental at, at least with this cloak that stealth ability is also essentially allowing you access to doors that you could not access because you could stealth before because the door would detect that someone's about to approach and close mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like uh you don't have authorization you can't proceed type of thing but if right. you activate Look, your stealth, you can the door can't detect you, so you can walk right through it, not including the enemies that are pretty much immune to anything Samus can do. Uh, and you have to use that stealth in order to escape them or one shot death. Right. Yeah. Some of the some of the uh, I think it was more of the bigger kind of monsters, one shot, one shot death. Yeah. Uh, the robots, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're, they're called Emmys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really good stuff uh it's that emmy thing is something that they did in metroid 4 metroid fusion which was the the same kind of uh feeling of being pursued and uh and against a foe that is relentless and essentially invincible uh it was also done that same type of thing was done in uh resident evil 2 uh it was done in resident evil 4 where you're always getting approached, less so in Resident Evil 4, but certainly in Resident Evil 2 with um, that dude with the hat. I forgot his name. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Ne- yep. Was it Nemesis? No, ne- Nemesis did not have a hat. Well, oh, Resident and Evil 3 did it, That too, was 3. Right? Yeah, that was 3. Yeah. So Resident Evil 3 did it, too, right? Where you're always getting pursued by this relentless uh, juggernaut that, that you cannot kill, so you always have to try to run away. They had that infusion. It was a little bit more sequenced infusion. It wasn't as dynamic as it seems like it is in this one. So they're just taking that same concept, ramping it up. I 
I just can't wait to see what else they're going to do with this. Now, uh, in, in the treehouse, it, it almost led me to believe that some of these Emmys are, like, you can counterattack them. It's just very, very, very difficult. So you, you can kill or destroy them, but it just might be difficult. At least that's what I remember hearing, anyway. Uh, you can counter them at the right moment, but that's Maybe. only to escape. Okay, okay. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you're right. You can kill them, or at least they did show you being able to kill uh, one or two of them, uh, or at least one of them, uh, but that was with the uh you get an upgrade uh a temporary upgrade to your uh blaster that gave you like this omega whatever oh super yes 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 it was, it was almost like a cutscene type of moment yeah almost it, it was approaching you and you're charging up charging up charging up and then you blast and boom you obliterate the enemy but then you lose that that super that powerful a, yeah one time so, yeah it's a one-time deal so it, it's probably gonna play out like that where different environments are going to have uh x number of emmys and uh you're going to be uh vulnerable to them up until you you eventually explore and find the temporary upgrades that allow you to take them out and then once you take them out uh those areas those uh sections of of the environment that they were guarding are now free to explore without the the fear of dying Yeah, man. I, I, I think I think you and I are you might be a little more excited, but I think we're both, you know, pretty pretty excited. Uh it is there will be a special edition. Good luck trying to get it. It feels like it sells out rather rather quickly, but it includes a steel book and some other some other stuff, an art book, that sort of thing. Um, I want that so bad, but it's sold out everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um I was actually able to to snag a a copy what? for it. And so you got one? Oh yeah, along Where? with the amiibo, uh, Best Buy. Best Buy. If, if if you need assistance with that, let let me know. I'll if if one pops up, I'll 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 help you out. I need. Um, assistance. You need a what? I need assistance. Oh, you definitely need assistance. Um. Also, again, with me loving my amiibos, I do have every um. Every Zelda amiibo. Uh, now I also have every Metroid amiibo. I, I'm also getting this one. Well, now what's cool is that um, Japan is actually getting these. It's a combo. It's a Samus and an Emmy. Um, it's a combo pack. And Japan is actually getting them separately. I am not that much of an avid collector where I'm going to import those. That that's fine. I don't I don't need the combo pack. But the, you, we're getting an um, two amiibo, which again, like I said, I am getting. I just, I just have to. It's like Pokemon. You just got to catch them all. Okay, cool. I think we're going to go with uh, this one here. So, world premiere gameplay footage and more for SMT5 revealed. Um, they they really went all out in the in the treehouse. Uh, it's really where this kind of, sh- I guess, sh- was able to shine. Uh, they played about 30 minutes of, of the demo, and they showed off some of the demons that you can collect and how they play. Um, un- what, unfortunately, most of it was, like, most of the actual the text on screen was in Japanese. The, the people playing it weren't, um, but the 
the translator seemed like he was having a difficult time translating it. So it was kind of an awkward experience in my opinion, but I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for this game. I think it looks really, really good. Um, this will actually be my first SMT game to play. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that it, it plays good. I mean, we were only able to see a small area. Uh, I think you had mentioned that it looked like a sparse area. But again, this is it's a semi sparse. Yeah, I mean it's they're just kind of showcasing what's going on. They have, you know, this really I don't know. Um, it it looks good. It's just uh, it looks very similar to uh, to Persona Five. Now I like the visuals of this more than Persona Five, so it it I'm definitely more excited for this one than I am for Persona Five. But I gotta I gotta see how it plays out more. This one it seems like this one's gonna focus more on uh the the getting collecting the demons. Yep. On Persona is even though that's a big mechanic of Persona. It just seems like it's more important on this one because Persona, you have party members. This one, it just looks like it's you and your demons as your party members. I don't know if they showed off anything or, or any of the trailers for it that that release showed off any other party members that weren't demons. That that was it. Yeah, so it's it's just you flying solo with some demons. So if you don't like recruiting demons then yeah you're, you might not like this game but that that is a big aspect so it, this is very much kind of like pokemon but instead of uh pokemon they're demons they're demons so it's an adult version of a pokemon i guess adults play pokemon too so i i don't know i, I i'm sorry if i've if i've offended you um but yeah what's cool is how you um and i think this is this is true with all smt games that um you negotiate with these um these demons you were trying to recruit them it's it's yeah. really interesting in how how that works out again this would be my first soiree into the smt world so i'm not i'm i'm getting familiar with it all uh but i thought that was that's a really really cool aspect of it and it's coming out this year it's coming out uh, november 12th typically november november is pretty jamming it's pretty busy so that's that's brave that's that's a bold move i think yeah, that that's a prime real estate regarding release dates. Yeah. So uh, they they put it up there. It's a big title. It's a very very big title. A lot of people are excited for this. This game was re- uh, announced before the Switch was even a thing, or, or <laughs> at the same time, get, right? Well, before you could physically get the Switch. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited for it, but I'm not gonna get it until I see the reviews come out for it, right? Sure. It, it's there's a lot of similarities to persona uh to to the persona obviously persona is an offshoot of this uh, so you know i'm not too hot on persona 5 and i'm just fearful that i after playing uh smt5 i won't be too hot on that either although i'm liking what i'm seeing so sure 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 all right, and then we moved on to what everyone kind of was expecting and kind of wanted was the um this Breath of the Wild thing. I don't know. What do you think? They delivered, man. They delivered. They delivered. They delivered. I don't know. It's coming in 2022. I, I, I obviously people were were hoping that it's it was coming in sooner. Um but let me um let me just quickly 
read off here what we have. Uh, Nintendo has released a brand new trailer for the highly anticipated Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is heading to the Nintendo Switch in 2022. We've been waiting quite some time for the game to arrive in the system since it first made its debut a few years back, so it's great to see a new trailer. Um, and yeah, it was it was very interesting. It's 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 um it's it's almost like islands in the sky. So I'm not sh exactly sure what what's going on here um it's because you're not a zelda fan and you haven't played skyward sword well i was gonna okay fine go ahead take over you're not a true sorry i mean all true zelda fans play skyward sword wait let me just pan down to this oh what's this shirt that i have on ah uh, ah uh... You like to throw money at things and, and make yourself feel better. <laughs> I do the work. All right. Yeah. I yep. do the actual work. Yeah. Yeah. I had to beat that game. All right. I, I, I have wounds. I, I, you, you, did you say you have, did you say you have wounds? Yeah. From yeah. Skyward Sword. Yeah. From Skyward Sword because that game is, um, the game's good. Yeah. Real sure. good. If you say so. So, yeah, Breath of the Wild. I was looking for more, you know, more of a breakdown, I guess. I wanted more more of actual gameplay than than cinematic. And what we got was a lot more cinematic than gameplay. So, I guess I was disappointed in, in that aspect. We Alright, so we got a new rune power. Which is reverse time. Uh, yep. Two new rune powers. All right, so we got the reverse uh, reverse time rune power. And we got the uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, but go through solid object. Yeah, move through solid object power. I'm guessing that's a rune power. It could be something else, but for now, we're going to call it a rune power. Whatever that is, we know that the Sheikah slate has now fused with Link's arm. Something now, happened. Link's right arm is the Sheikah Slakes. So all because when you look at the trailer, all Link does is just like hold his hand up and boom, uh, rune power stuff triggers. So we got that. We know that you can take I'm guessing maybe it's like shield customization or weapon customization because they had a standard shield. And on that standard shield was like this dragon head thing that was breathing fire out. We know that's that's going to be a thing. There's Link has looks like there are differences with Link potentially there being uh, either aging system with Link because his hair was shorter and longer in different segments of the video or there's, there's cu customization or there's customization or there are multiple links. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying as a possibility, we know you can go into the sky. The sky is going to be a very important thing. And you can do this weird skydiving antic thing to get onto these islands uh, at, at the very least. And uh, whatever's on the ground is going to fundamentally the standard ground, the standard Hyrule that we know from know and love from Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. uh, they had uh, the talus, but the talus formed a platform created a platform above it that was a typical uh bokoblin uh encampment yeah that was really cool <laughs> that is so cool that is so cool so we got a lot from that trailer uh zelda fell into a pit so my guess 
is uh, Zelda's not playable. So all those rumors of uh, bouncing between both Link and Zelda, yeah, that's probably not the case. Wouldn't that been cool, though? I thought it would have been cool. And who knows? Maybe there is some sort of aspect in there where you'd be able to play as Zelda. You don't know that. You can't rule it out. I'm ruling it out right now. Don't do it. You cannot rule it out. So I can get surprised later when they <laughs> when I play Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, 2022. Um, if I had to guess, 2020. Would you say? Would you say early 2022? Like maybe March? Like where? That's when. That would be technically what four years after the original. I think they like that March timeline. That would be five years. Five five years. Uh, my math math is not my strongest suit. Okay. Five is a very long time, especially when they already have the engine. Right. That is exceptionally long. So, yeah, that that's my guess. I wonder, uh, a big a big question I have is, uh, so you unlock the, uh, the, I forgot the name of the motorcycle in the, in the DLC for Breath of the Wild. Like, is that going to be in Breath of the Wild too? Like, just all DLC stuff? Well, the motorcycle, like, is it canon? Also, the the thing you get the the what's going to happen with the the uh, the beast the the divine beast? We don't. Well, what what happened at the end? They're fine. They're fine. They're just they're they're there. We don't know the story. There's nothing so no. told to us. Any questions? Like, are they, are <laughs> they still there? <laughs> and also, if they are, is the fifth divine beast going to be there as well? We don't even know. There's no mention, or there's, they don't even show any divine beasts. So I know it's so many questions. <laughs> so many questions. You're right, man. I was, I had my fingers crossed. I was coming out this year, but you know, I and and I, I really knew it wasn't coming out, but I just wanted it to. But and and by the way, they also announced a couple of other stuff, right? They announced the uh, the details of the. Um, uh, Age of Calamity expansion pass. What's yep. coming in that? They also got into uh, more details with Skyward Sword HD, uh, which is coming out in a month. And then they also, out of left field, came out with, by the way, Game & Watch The Legend of Zelda as a nice little collector's item that Geo bought like 10 of. No, not 10, not 10. I, I will say that the original Game & Watch, not the original Game & Watch, the one previous to this, the Mario one, I, I think they thought that it was going to sell a little better. Like, you could find those things everywhere right now. Either that, they either they overproduced them, or they're just not selling that well. And I have a feeling that this will actually sell better, to be honest with you. I think Zelda has a larger market for people who collect things, Rather than Mario, or, or me, I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion on that. So, I, I I'm just curious how this is gonna going to sell. But either way, I only got one. I didn't get ten of them. All right. So with all these details that came out, like do you still feel dirt that Nintendo is doing Zelda dirty for the 35th anniversary? Yes. You're crazy. No, because I, I want a spectacle. I don't want just. I want them to acknowledge it. They have not even acknowledged it in a tweet, in a press release, 
game and watch itself is the acknowledgement. No, I want the words to come out of their mouths. Um, I want it written down saying, 35 years of Zelda, ain't it freaking great? Well, you know, you know what we'll get before that happens? You'll, you'll another, get another year of Luigi. <laughs> you, you, you might even get Metroid before that. Um, you know, 35 years of Metroid, ain't it great? Look, Be- hey, Metroid, the handling of Metroid's 35th is worse than Zelda, but I ain't complaining. I don't think they done me dirty. I got a brand new Metroid game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, brand new. I'm still waiting for the new Zelda game to come out. And Skyward Sword's not it. Don't even go there. Skyward Sword's phenomenal. That is that is a very good Zelda <clears throat> game. All right? Very good. Whatever. All right, so moving on to, uh, to uh, cap off uh, E3, Nintendo dominated with the highest peak uh, viewership across you know Twitch, YouTube gaming, all of that with 3.1 million. Is that 3.1 million peak viewers? Highest peak viewers, yep. Yeah, so behind that, so 3.1. Uh, behind that was Xbox at 2.3. And and I will say, if had Sony been there, it would probably been, I want to say in between that, uh, definitely higher than Xbox, but Sony kind of does their own thing now. Um, and then major, the most major disappointment was Square Enix uh, at 1.3 and Devolver Digital at 1.1, which is actually pretty surprising. That is very impressive. Uh, Devolver Digital, they did a great job. I really like their presentations this year, also exceptional. And they did something different, but also similar to what they typically do. And mm-hmm. it was different. They changed the narrative up. Uh, they moved into this other thing they're breaking the fourth wall like crazy yeah yeah excellent excellent stuff i recommend everyone check out their presentation square enix their presentation was awful that was awful yeah i i think that was probably one of the 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 worst ones uh not the worst though it was one of the worst though but not the worst the worst was take two interactive do you know what happened on that? I, I did not catch that, no. what I right. miss? <laughs> Take two interactive. If you're going to... Oh, wait, I... Go ahead, yes. If okay, you're going to have E3 presentation, people are going to expect games. Games, At yep. least a game. Okay. What people don't want during E3, which is a time of everyone recognizes it as being fed sales items and advertising, right? Everyone acknowledges like, hey, this is E3. We're just going to watch a bunch of corporate ads and we're going to be excited for it. Basically, yeah. We want these ads too. This is like the best time of the year where fans collectively say yes corporations show us ads we will show you money okay instead what they do is pull a big giant hey uh we're gonna do our corporate uh uh virtue signaling uh 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 what was it uh it it was basically something that should have been held between um employees Exactly. It, it felt it like we were in on a in a in a you know employee meeting. 
it was something that shouldn't it's fine to do those types of things just not during e3 it's like the wrong place and 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 time to do something like that it's not what people you're drawing you're appealing to the absolute wrong crowd now they're not stupid they know what they're doing so they and they did it anyway so i guess they want people to be force-fed this propaganda i don't know what's going on either way they shouldn't have done it that was and it was and it was an hour long it was very i watched all of it it was terrible I, I I could see, you know, spending, you know, 15, 20 minutes on, on the topics that they, they went, went through or the topic they went through, um, you know, which was basically, you know, diversity, inclusion, all equality, all that stuff, um, you know, spending 15, 20 minutes on it. Fine. But where are the games? You know, you're, you're the publisher of, uh, of games like, I don't know, GTA people were hoping for some some information on the next GTA, um, wh- what else do they have? Um, they got Take Two. I mean, they they got so many studios, so many and so many franchises. Yeah, it's, it's, and yeah, they go they they pull a big giant propaganda showpiece like that and expected good results from it. It was the lowest uh, thumbs down video across the multiple feeds that i could find it was thumbs down everywhere by a lot by a lot the ratio was not good not good it's because people were wanted wanted games and and like i was saying they they were expecting something with gta 6 it's been they've been on the gta 5 bandwagon since the xbox 360 (laughs) do you know what i mean like that game is like skyrim where it just played everywhere and continues to be played everywhere. It's it's the wrong time, wrong place. Yeah, that's no too one, bad. No one even likes watching virtue signaling uh, uh, videos. Not uh, an hour. Not an hour of it. That's just that's a bit and, much. Yeah, and especially not an hour of it. It was, it was also not productive at all. There was there was no takeaways from it. Like everyone collectively agrees. Like yeah, diversity is great. Everyone right. wants diversity. Everyone, of course, everyone wants all of that stuff. Yeah. So it, it takes all of like twenty seconds to to convey that message, and yeah. they they spent an hour. All right, whatever. All right. So um, in, in saying this, we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap it up uh, if we can with the kind of a ranking system with all of the the announcements that they had, including non RPG titles. Okay, so there were about just under thirty announcements, and this and- was. Specific to Nintendo's Direct, we're not doing all the different Directs uh, or or present E3 presentations. If so, then if there's a game that I think you and I would slot real high on this list. What what a game is this? Uh, Elden Ring. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I'm sorry. Tangent here. <laughs> Did you did you watch any of the um now I I I'm going to say this that the the stream did not it did not convey how good that game looks. The stream was so compressed, did not look good, but when I was when I was able to actually watch it as it was um I guess published after the fact, 4K wise, man, that game looks really good, I think. 
no doubt. Yep. Super excited. Super so, excited. Yeah, that game looks really good. It looks like Dark Souls and Bloodborne had a baby with George R. R. Martin. And I'm playing with the baby. Okay, so yeah, this is just specific to the Nintendo um, Direct, and they had they had just on twenty nine. There, there was there any more than that? I think it was just twenty nine announcements. Uh, so we're gonna announce them what we think. You know, twenty nine to number one. Um, we're gonna hit it off real quick with yeah. Danga per, Danga. Say say it again. Danganronpa. <laughs> Danganronpa decadence. By the way, this list is. Uh, our excitement. So as we get higher on the list, we're getting more excited, more hyped for the announcement. Yes. So Dinkinrompa Decadent and Dinkinrompa S Ultimate Summer Camp. Again, just nothing. I'm really, I, it's really nothing to me, to be honest with you. 29 and 28. It's at the very bottom of our list. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know, if you're listening to this, uh, it's, it's a possibility that you might like those, those titles. It's just, it's not for me. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of not for me, Life is Strange Remastered Collection and Life is strange true colors i like what they do um in these games where um there's a lot of good conversation pieces in these games so it's kind of like more more simulation-esque but again it's just i don't know again it's not for me um just dance this is a game that you like um which is why it's up this high (laughs) number 25 it's not it's not super high but it's higher than the other games uh, I am, you know what, if, uh, if Just Dance is, if I'm ever at a place, and by the way, I, I, whenever there's like group little parties or whatever going on, Just Dance is on more often, more often on the screen and it looks legitimately fun, like, like fun. And you know what, if, if Just Dance is on somewhere and, and someone invites me to, to try out a song or two, I'll do it. And you know what, if it has good song selection. I'll stick with it because it's also a good workout. Yeah, I'm oh. I'm still I'm still about the the rock band. I'm I'm waiting for rock band or guitar hero to come back and then and then I'll I'll play that. I won't do the just dance thing. I I like the dance thing cuz it's it's good exercise. So. Yeah. I I I don't like the exercise. Um next we have Cruise and Blast at number 24. Cruise and Blast is the F0 game that you will only get. Oh, no. <laughs> Not even close. There's nothing now. That's that's it. That that's what you're getting. No, just. <laughs> All right. Next we have Worms Rumble. Yeah, Worms. I mean, I'm I like Worms games, and it's so this is a real time Worms game instead of being turn based. Yeah, and it's it's more hectic and chaotic because it's even more worms shooting at each other in, in an arena like environment. And it's and there's a lot of lot of more worms uh, in there. I think it goes up to see the 32 or 64 players at the same time, so it can get. It looks that like is, it's gonna be pretty hectic. Yeah, that might be a game that my uh, kids would like. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yep, and that's at number two, uh, 22. N- sorry. Number number two? What? 22. <laughs> um. Hey. I mean, I don't, I don't know that anyone was calling for this, expecting this. No idea. This is kind of like, I feel like this is a generic Sonic the Hedgehog, to be honest with you. Um, Monkey Balls, it's a good series. I, I believe this is a uh, a remake 
of uh, of a monkey ball game or or it could be a brand new one um, i'm not too familiar with monkey ball i do know that the monkey ball games especially on gamecube are all really good really solid i just never got them or got into them yeah so yeah, it definitely looks like a remake. Anyway, um, then we have Doom Eternal DLC. Doom Eternal, from what I understand, I've never played it. Looks phenomenal. Plays pretty good too. Uh, the announcement we got some DLC. Um, it's it's not surprising uh, that that we're getting it. So it's it's number twenty one on the list because it's it's a great game. But like, yeah, the the DLC was already announced. So whatever. Yeah. Um, speaking of DLC, then we have Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. They kind of went into a little bit more detail uh, with the Expansion Pass. I still, if you've already played this, I still see no reason to to get this uh, DLC, but I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. <sighs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. I, I don't want to play Hyrule Warriors anymore, so have an expansion stuff it's not that big of a deal it's not a new game so it's number 20 all right cool uh next we have um next at number 19 <laughs> we have strange brigade strange brigade now are, are you familiar with this like is this a this is like this is a game that's already been out i'm i think I'm pretty I, sure. I'm not familiar with it. I'm pretty so sure. It, it caught me off guard, and it didn't look bad. It looked interesting. And and that's what it is. It just looks looks interesting. It's it's a third person sh- shooter shooter maybe, but it's got some puzzle mechanics. Yep, like, like exploration, adventure, action, adventure type of thing, and it has co op. Yeah, four up. I think it's up four players. That, yeah. Am I wrong on that? Okay. I might look into this. I don't yeah. know. It, it's got like a mummy theme to it. Yeah. I'm a fan of mummies, so you know, sign me up. Oh, you like mummies? I do. Cool. Speaking of mummies, number 18, uh, Mario Party Superstars. I, n- there's no relation to mummies. <laughs> um, this is... Um, I'm going to be nice when I say it. I did say it a little differently when we were before I hit record. Uh, Mario Party Superstar Superstars is a kick in the pants to people who already own Mario Party on the Switch. I feel like Mario Party on the, uh, what is it, 8 or 9? I forget what it is. I own it. I've played the mini games many times, too many times. I was expecting some sort of DLC, paid DLC. I don't expect free. I would have paid for DLC, paid for... Um, you know, a, a refresh of the mini games, things like that. It's just when you constantly play them over and over and over again, you need something else. You need you need some refreshment. And we got it in the terms of an, a whole new game. Now with Mario Party Superstars, it it, it uh it's 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 more inclusive to the Switch Lite platform. So there's less there's less of the the motion controls in it. So and I think that's why they why they went this way, but you know, it looks cool. Mario Party Superstars. Uh, number seventeen, Project Zero, made in the Blackwater. This is the Fatal Frame uh, remake, remaster, whatever it is. I think this is cool. If I have any downtime when I'm not playing RPGs, I, I'm gonna look into this one. Uh, if it plays well, runs well, all that stuff, I think I'm gonna I'll jump on this. I like I like 
I like survival horror, like real survival horror. I like the newer Resident Evils are getting back into that, and Silent Hills games like that. So that is number seventeen. Uh, number sixteen. I think this game is too high, but uh, you know maybe it's for its namesake. Marvel Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the cloud version, um, at number sixteen. I think they're. It's nice to get some of these cloud versions because it makes. I think it helps the Switch's uh, third-party library uh, a little bit, you know, where games kind of look really good, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I also think it's the kind of game where it will do well running on the cloud version. Okay, uh, yeah. Because it's not... It is action-y, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be overly intensive or overly difficult, so I think with that visual, extra visual flair that you're going to get from it, that, uh, you know, it's either, it's the obvious, right? Either you get the game or you don't, mm-hmm. uh, because they're never going to dumb down the graphics to uh, to run natively on the Switch. Right, right, right. And I guess I'm okay with that, but you, you, you know me. I'm a physical, you know, person, a physical collector. I like my physical copies, and you know when you have a full cloud version, it it irks me a little bit. It hurts yeah. my it hurts my feelings. It, it's fully single player, so I mean it's not like you're going to need the response time against multiplayer or stuff like that. So yeah, number fifteen. So we're about halfway done with this list. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, what is this plus a new Power Awakens set? Yeah, that that's. The DLC or yeah, DLC new content type stuff uh, that they're including with it. Uh, yeah, so it, it is enhanced from the original release in some way. So yeah, it's coming with that stuff. Uh, I re- we already talked about it before. I'm mm-hmm. excited, so that's why it's number fifteen on the list. I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two at number fourteen. Man, I put so much time into both of these games in the in its original format on the PlayStation. PlayStation 1? Yeah, PlayStation 1. I don't think these were originally released on the 2. Either they way... Fun games, yep, both of them. Yeah, yeah, the, the soundtrack on these. Like, I, I'm into, uh, you know, punk music, and I think you are as well. Maybe just a different genre of punk music, but, you know, we're all, we're all in the same family, I, I think. And uh, just the facts of these, these soundtracks were really, you know... F- gear towards the music I listened to was awesome. Uh, yeah. and, and I absolutely love that. And uh, the soundtrack is not identical on on these, uh, but it's close enough. It, it's sort of a compilation uh, greatest hits of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a great game. The only the only I mean, Tony Hawk one and two packaged together as this sort of HD remake uh, that this game is, is fantastic. Like, these are two of the best skateboarding games ever made. The only thing that wears this announcement down, you know, it would be higher on this list, is that the game already came out last year. So that's that's the only thing that sort of uh, salts the water, waters the salt. I don't, I don't know what the phrase I'm getting at is. but I, I've never even heard of the phrase, but continue. Uh, uh, <laughs> Debbie Downer? There you go. I know that one. There we go. That's it. Otherwise, this would be higher on the list because Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, 1 plus 2, is fantastic. Yeah, and that's coming out really soon. I want to say it's like next week or something. And and by the way, if you haven't 
played either of those games. Uh, and if the game, when it does release, performs well, like get the game, you're gonna love it. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, and those are the two really good ones. I think they had some other other iterations, some other other ones, and they weren't that as great as uh, one and two. It was awesome. Yeah, I one, fell two off. And two were all great. I fell off after two. All right, next. This is all you, man. Number thirteen. Ah, uh, yeah, number thirteen, Two Point Campus. This is all right. So, Two Point Hospital already on Switch. Two Point Campus gonna play very similarly. It's made by the same people, same engine. Obviously, uh, spruced up new gameplay mechanics. Uh, instead of being a hospital, it's a university campus, uh, college type system. It's gonna have the same witty ridiculous comedy dry humor uh uh just on the nose humor just just comedy galore and it's gonna have that simulation management uh mechanics of running an ever more efficient campus for for this matter i mean you can have night school at your university but it's not nighttime it's a school where you train knights <laughs> clever I mean, it's so good. It's so good. And uh, Two Point Hospital plays really well on Switch. Uh, graphically, it's not it's not super impressive, but I mean, the game itself is not super impressive graphically anyway on P- on PC mm-hmm. if you're on the ideal platform. But it plays really well on the Switch. It is an is a really good game. Very in depth, so you have to like you have to take your time with it. But it is meant for the people that. Uh, appeal to like Sim City and stuff like that. Yeah. Two Point Campus is definitely something to be excited for because they, it's got so much charm, and the gameplay and and uh, sort of the the polish of what's there is going to be there. Visually, may not look like the best thing, but everything else is going to be rock solid. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. This is. I don't know. I, I think with me with simulation games, I I I I fall on I fall out of love with them. I just can't I can't do it. They're just too much work for me. I feel like the, <laughs> I already have enough work in my life, and this is just something that's I don't know, just just not for me. Um, it, it's not co-op, right? Like I wonder how they could implement that. I mean, that would kind of be cool. Yeah, games like that typically aren't co-op. So yeah, yeah. All right, Mario Golf Super Rush at number 12. This one, um, they're really pushing for this one. I think this one looks rather cool. There's a lot of different things they're, they're trying in this. So I, I may, have to, may have to get in on this one. It's, it's just number 12. I mean, obviously, it's going to be, uh, it has the potential to be uh, the best Mario Golf game mm-hmm. uh, yet. It's just, we've already heard about this. We we are definitely looking forward to it, so we're not as excited, uh, given the context that it's coming yeah. out. What in in a week? Yeah, it's coming out rather rather soon. Yeah. So, and they've been they've been promoting it with like new trailers, like every so often. So, I mean, I I don't recall what their tra- trailer was for E three. I kind of tuned out for for that because again, they've been spoon feeding us trailers for a long time. 
then to open up the E3, uh, number 11, um, I, I didn't know what was going on. I figured, like, they always open up with Smash. Always. And there it was expected to be a Smash Fighter announcement. And then when you have, you know, something carrying Ganon over the edge of a cliff and then throwing him off, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Into a pit of lava. Whatever. I don't remember what it was. I was just in shock. Um, I'm not overly familiar with, with Tekken, but that that was the announcement. It was a new a new fighter and was, uh, is this the guy's name? The gentleman's name? Yeah. Kazuya Mishima. Mishima? Yeah. Him. He, he's the new fighter. Yes. He's the new fighter. He's from Tekken. So now Tekken officially joins the Smash roster. It's a very big deal. Uh, so very exciting stuff. I have the uh, the champion fighter pass season two, whatever it's called. So I will have access to this uh, character whenever uh, they get released. <laughs> but uh, one thing's for certain is, I don't know, maybe a week from now, two weeks from now, uh, give or take, or three weeks, whatever, a month from now, uh, Sakurai is going to do a lengthy presentation, probably like 40 minutes long. Of course. Just on, just on how Kazuya Mishima, uh, Mishima uh, functions and look at the corner of the wall <laughs> on his level and look at that little crack in the wall and know oh about did you know this? And he'll go into the history. Like he'll explain everything. Oh my God. It is way too much. It is way too much. I'm very excited for it. (laughs) Number 11. (laughs) I'm like, when does it end? Like, please just stop already. Enough fighters. They're all the same to me. (laughs) This one, this one was actually part of rumor, rumor land at one point. Um, Number 10. We're in the top 10 now. Uh, WarioWare, get it together. Nintendo had done a survey, I think it was via email, where it asked the question, would you be interested in a WarioWare game? And I guess they people were interested in it, or they had something lined up. I don't know. Here we are. WarioWare, get it together. I've never Part played... of the here was uh, pricing. So I think that's what the, ult- the ultimate motive for the questionnaire was, to gotcha. figure out what to charge for a price for this game. Yeah, the, these games are bonkers, man. They really <laughs> there's just they, they so much really, to it. Yeah, they're fun. They're ridiculous. It is uh, it it's just little, very little, tiny, bite sized gameplay samples fed at you at at, at a rapid pace, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just a really good, solid uh, experience. So. Uh, and it's going to be multiplayer. So it's going to be good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, this this was kind of kind of out of left field. But all right, uh, moving on to number nine. Like, actually, this is a game I'm kind of excited for. It's called Astria Ascending. This is a really small development team. I am really surprised that this one made it to a Nintendo Direct. Nintendo must really see something in this game uh, for it to be promoting it like this it's not good the art style is it's it's awesome i've been watching this game for a while Uh, the art style is awesome it's almost almost watercolor-esque uh but it's kind of your traditional side uh profile of uh turn-based battles 
It's got, you know, uh, your Final Fantasy-esque, you know, it's got the weaknesses, your fire weaknesses, that sort of stuff. Um, it, it's tradition. It's a very traditional uh, JRPG, I, w- I would say. But the art style is where it's at. I don't know how the story will, you know, unfold, but I don't know, man. It, it, this this just looks, I like, I love the look of this game. And it's coming out, oh man, I don't have it in front of me either. It's coming out soon. This year, I think. Oh, here we go. September 30th. Yeah. 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 That's that's yet another, because I believe <laughs> WarioWare is also coming out in September. Uh, Diablo 2 is coming out in September. Australia Ascending uh, is coming out in September. So September is going to be a real good month. The, yeah. the, only, the rest of this year is looking real solid for the <laughs> Switch. Except for August, I guess. <laughs> A little bit of a lull in August, but other than that, like this this month has been great, and it's going to continue to get great. Next month is going to be awesome. Uh, September is going to be awesome. October is going to be ridiculous because we're getting Metroid. You need you need time to breathe, though. You know what I mean? I mean, just that. I mean, October is the breather month, right? All of October is Metroid month. I'm declaring <laughs> it's Metroid month. It is and now then, known. And then you got SMT5 on November, you got Advance Wars on December, and we still have more games to cover. I mean, like, there's going to be even more games than just those. So this year is going to be a stacked year. Great year. Like you said, it's it's solid. Yeah. It's a very... I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see if there's anything actually coming out in August, and I'm not seeing a dang thing right now. No, no more heroes three, August twenty seven. There we go. No more heroes three. How could I? I'm I'm super excited for that game. So because I, I played the other two, no more heroes. I'm a. I'm you a know fan. what? This so. this is actually you should consider this number thirty or the thirtieth game because they actually went over this in a treehouse, didn't they? No, they didn't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, it was. There wasn't a no more heroes in treehouse. I would have. I would have included this, but it wasn't part of the direct and it wasn't part of the treehouse. God, what are you looking it up? All right, while you're looking it up, I'm going to go over <laughs> number eight because you don't care about number eight. The number eight game that we're excited for is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, it I don't is, care. <laughs> it is the most important Zelda game story-wise and lore-wise. Uh, it is a great, fantastic game. It's just not as good as other Zelda games because the other Zelda games are also great and fantastic. Yeah. And some of them practically flawless, and some of them the best game of all time. So it gets a bad rap because it's going up against itself uh, in the series, and it and it's it's all of them are giants. And this is just yeah. the giant that's it's among them. Most of them. Um, but and and I just want to reiterate, I was um, I was right. Um, it was in a treehouse um, what? presentation. No more heroes three. It was thrown in there. I must. I, I, I forget what I was watching. I want to say, I don't remember. I don't again. I don't remember what I was watching. But they did say we have a, like it was like a, a special surprise. And yeah, it was no more heroes three. All right. Well, if that's the case, then and, I would put No More Heroes 3 
at number 12, just above Mario Golf Super Rush. Okay. That, I'm a, of number 11. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Yes. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's where I would put it. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a it was a gameplay demo. So if you're really interested in No More Heroes three, definitely check that out because it had a lot of uh, a lot of gameplay. And I will. Very good. All right. Next we have at number seven, Monster Hunter Stories two: Wings of Ruin. They they did. I feel like they're going over too much, but that's okay. Monster Hunter Stories two: Wings of Ruin looks and looks like it's going to be good. It looks solid. It 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 looks um, aesthetically pleasing. I think uh, this is going to be a, a decent JRPG for uh, people who are just getting into JRPGs or RPGs in general, and uh, or for people who just like RPGs altogether. It's going to be a, it's a simplified JRPG. Yep. Um, you know, with the announcement of uh, of the Amiibo previously, as well as the demo coming up soon, so a lot of good stuff there. Number six, SMT uh, five. I this this is what really got me excited for it, it was because we're actually actually seeing the gameplay for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, the, the, now now we know what it's gonna play like. Now we know uh, uh, what the effort level of effort that they're putting into it is. We are impressed. Uh, so it, that puts it at number six spot. I mean, we are excited. Yeah, I mean, granted, like the the gameplay area was relatively small. Hopefully, compared to what the game will be, uh, generally these games are, are fairly lengthy. So, you know, we still have more to see from this. Who knows when we'll see it. At number five, the top five. Number five is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. And I will say, because for whatever reason, I totally whiffed on that grid-based combat. I will put this up even higher, but we'll keep it at number five. Um, I'm interested in seeing a little bit more. On, on the gameplay aspects of this. There was a an IGN developer kind of interview when they where they talk about this. I do want to watch that. I have not watched that yet. So I want to see what their what their thoughts are on that. But it looks cool. I like a lot of the the new uh, antagonists in this game. I like the the art design. It looks it looks very different. The um it looks a little darker than the first one yeah it, it they're definitely incorporating mario galaxy um uh theme and and motifs within this universe now <clears throat> uh it's got that more spacey feel to it so and even the environments are broken up uh and fragmented kind of like uh in mario galaxies the the different planets and mm -hmm. and little side comets and whatnot that you can go into. So if they're riffing on that, that is an excellent thing to riff on because Mario Galaxy is one of the best games of all time. One of the best. That's one. You said one of the best games of all time. Mario Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's uh subjective. I think. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, number four, go ahead. Give them number four. All right. Number four. This announcement was just huge. We already talked uh, about it, but uh, so we're I am absolutely excited for Advance Wars one plus two reboot camp. I already said why I'm excited for it. I already played these games. I played these games a lot. I did multiplayer with these games when on the Game Boy Advance where you had to take those stupid 
link cables and <laughs> and directly connect your your Game Boy Advance to another person's Game Boy Advance. And we all did hot seat gaming on Advance Wars. I got my brother into it. I got my friends into it. We love I I love Advance Wars and I kind of compel them to love it, too, because it is so good. And they're bringing it back full blown remake. And they're including the only thing I asked for was please have online multiplayer. And they got that. They listened to you. They listened. I am so excited for this. So I'm I'm really excited for it. So that puts (laughs) that number four. All right. And speaking of I'm really excited for Game and Watch, uh, Legend of Zelda. I mean, this technically isn't it. It's not a game. It's more a collectible um, part of the 35th year anniversary special of uh, Legend of Zelda. We get a Game and Watch. Um, it's essentially just a collectible that'll go on my shelf and never open or out of its plastic box. It is a really nice uh, Game and Watch, though, because it's got Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and Link's Awakening which are all excellent games mm-hmm. and it has that weird stopwatchy uh watchy functionality in there. Well there's there's also a fourth fourth game that they just, you know, incorporated yeah. Link into it. I, I don't remember what it is. It's kind of like an old game and oh, watch game. Right. Yeah. 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 Where it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep, I remember that now. If I can find the second one kind of cheaper That'll be the one I open. If I may, I'd have used, I don't even know, um, a gift from Johnny, you know, that one, I will open it. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if there's going to be any more uh, available to buy because Geo bought them all. I bought one. <laughs> number two, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like, number one and two, I think, are potentially synonymous. Like, you could either or with these, but one gets an edge. Uh, here but anyway uh legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 i, I mean what what else can you say we kind of went over a lot of this i think a lot of people are very excited for this game a lot of new changes like you had mentioned the sheikah slate um integration with link potentially customization or alternate timelines i don't know i don't know what your thought is on that but uh, well <clears throat> i think i think with the sheikah slate in the arm is uh if you remember from not in this trailer, might have been slightly in this trailer, but in the previous trailer, uh, that that um, calamity was creeping up or down, whatever, uh, Link's okay. hand, his yep. right arm. And what I think happened is uh, maybe to heal or prevent Link becoming fully corrupt or whatever, uh, the Sheikah Slate fused with his arm and then rejected. Or maybe... Uh, there's that um that NPC, I forgot I forgot what they were called, all the way in the northeastern area where they where you feed them the the ancient parts and they yep. make ancient weapons. Maybe they made an ancient arm for Link. Maybe Link actually lost his arm and then they give him the ancient arm and then because it's a, a mechanical prosthetic arm of sorts, the Sheikah slate kind of embedded into it or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, this, this, and again, that's I think why this gets a number two, right? There's just still a lot left up to our yeah. imagination. We have essentially no release date. It's 2022, um, and there's still a lot left up in it. They showed a no, an okay amount, maybe an okay amount of some 
gameplay, I guess. There's still was, a, a lot to be left, though. It, it was a, to me, it was an obvious placeholder tease of, hey, we know it's been a very long time since we announced it. Uh, we need we know we need to show you something. So here's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, please be excited. It was one of those things, but yeah, I mean, it's the sequel to the greatest game of all time. So yes. Wait, I thought that was Mario Galaxy. No, I said Mario Galaxy is one of. It's not the. I'm I'm so confused. You confuse me all the time. It's the greatest game of all time. And Mario Galaxy is one of the. Yeah, one of the greatest. That's too many greatest. You can only have one. Number one, Metroid Dread. And, I, and and for me, the reason why this is number one is because we have a complete package here, right? We have a release date. We have, you know, um, we have collector's editions. We have Amiibos. This was more of the complete package, you know? It, it can't get any more complete than this. It's, it's a brand new announcement that no one expected. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they showed... Gameplay, a lot of it, a lot of it, and they gave a, re- a definitive release date that is coming up soon. Like, you can't make a better announcement than what they did with Metroid Dread, it just mm. cannot be better. Maybe the only way to be better is if they shadow drop it day of that. That's the only scenario that I can think of. Right. Other than that, this is a perfect announcement, the best way and excitement and sort of hype building that you can do instantaneously too. Like they showed it off and then they did the, just from showing off, that was enough to get people excited. Then they showed uh, the treehouse segments and you got to see how fluid and how well running this game actually is. Yep. And as well as the, the, what was it like eight minute long dev interview with uh, Sakamoto. I, I don't recall his name. <clears throat> and, um, with him and then doing the runs uh, through the game itself, like, and seeing how well it performed, like, yeah. Like, just the, the boss battles were, f- that bo- that one boss battle, right, with yep. s- this scorpion-like creature, whatever it is, yep. was awesome. Like, the different phases it had, when it turns invisible, you're like, oh no, now what do you do? And there's a couple of things you can try and do, but it's still challenging. Yeah, it's, that looks good, man. It looks so good. Yeah, it looks real good. So that's our number one for our E3. What do you guys think? Our list is pretty good. I think it's pretty rock solid. All right. And uh, just real, real quick, upcoming RPGs. There really is only one that I'm, I'm, I'm ready to mention here. It's called Ender Lilies. I really suggest you guys take a look at this. It's coming out June 21st. It looks visually pleasing. It's It looks like, a, I believe it's a Metroidvania. Uh, it's visually and aesthetically um looks really really good um um i i don't even know how else to, to describe this game yeah, yeah. i'm i'm working on that i actually have this one wish listed yeah so yeah check out ender lilies it is again it's a 2d side scrolling uh uh metroidvania and that is price wise 22 
well, it's on sale right now, 10% off, $22.49, uh, releases June 21st. All right, cool. Uh, that is actually going to wrap up today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at podcast at switchrpg.com. You can listen to the show each and every week, most of the times, if I'm not coming up with things um at switchrpg.com you subscribe on your favorite podcast app if you listen to that please give us a rating and review we want to climb up them chats on those platforms so your support there would be amazing and finally remember to head over to switchrpg.com for all your rpg needs on the nintendo switch until next time see you around